the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRochstra. Chaos at a New Jersey high school football game after shots fired in the stands. It was mayhem. I mean, it literally was just people coming in waves, running away from the right-hand side of the field towards the high school. And I think part of the fence was actually busted down from bodies of people just going over the fence. Um, and you know, there was just a lot of people afraid. There were kids getting separated from their parents. At least two dozen people were wounded when a shooter squeezed off about a half dozen shots at a Pleasantville High School during a playoff game against Camden High. A man and a 10-year-old boy reportedly taken to a local hospital in serious condition. Five men facing attempted murder and weapons charges. Pleasantville's about seven miles from Atlantic City. House impeachment investigators hearing from Mark Sandy of the Office of Management and Budget behind closed doors today. He's the first to defy President Trump's instructions not to testify. This is SRN News. Larry Elder explains what the deep state is all about. The um, obsession to get this man out of office, the expression deep state, these guys thought they were patriots. James Comey thought he was a patriot. Strzok McCabe, they thought they were patriots. They were intrepid warriors. For all the right, that's what makes them so dangerous. The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Hour 2 of this Saturday closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad Carlson filling in for Mitch today. Photos and videos from our events, news updates, live streaming, and maybe a selfie or two. The latest and greatest way to connect with The Patriot is to follow us on Instagram. Simply search for am1280thepatriot.com on Instagram. Here's your Twin Cities forecast brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. High of 45 tonight, rain likely turning into snow and a low of 36. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Am 12 to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Sands the headliner, Mitch Berg. Mitch off on assignment, but fear not. Mitch will be filling in for me tomorrow right here in these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot, from 1 to 3 p.m. Yeah, it's me, Brad Carlson. Check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show, for any comments or questions Regarding today's show content, and as always, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. A lot of active listener participation in the first hour. Wow, that was fantastic. We appreciate that uh, so, so much. Uh, Moving on to some local issues here in the 2 o'clock hour. And uh, political season, well, it never really seems to end. But uh, given we are less than a year away until 2020 Election Day, we're going to get more and more political candidates coming on. And we'd like to start off this particular hour with a longtime friend of the broadcast, uh, Julia Coleman, she's been on in several capacities, whether it be Miss Minneapolis, political activist, member of the media with Alpha News, a candidate for Chanhassen City Council. Now she's joining us in her capacity as a GOP candidate for Minnesota State Senate District 47. Many of you know uh, current Senator Scott Jensen not seeking re-election in 2020, so Julia has uh, decided to vie for the GOP nomination, SD 47, located specifically in the Carver County area, and we're always honored when Julia can come on, and this time to uh, tout her candidacy in this particular race. Uh, particular race, uh, Julie Coleman, always good to have you on the broadcast, young lady. How are you? I'm doing very well, Brad. Thanks for having me on. Have you Have you got any sleep over the last month? Do we know? <laughs> yes, actually, I think you know. I've heard someone say the first baby is an easy baby because it tricks you into having another one. 
And uh, this little guy, he, he'll let us get some pretty good stretches of sleep. So he's uh, he's perfect. Well, fantastic. Well, as uh, if, for those who may not know, uh, Julia personally or nor as a public figure, uh, her and her husband, Jake, had their first uh, baby. Uh, what is it? Has it been a month already, Julia? Do we know? Uh, yeah, he's five weeks old, actually. Okay, my goodness. Well, and is motherhood everything that you that you thought it would be or hoped and desired it would be, Julia? Yeah, it absolutely is. It's 100% true what they say. The second that little baby comes out, your whole world changes, and it makes you think a lot about the future, um, which is part of the reason that I'm running. Absolutely, and obviously we want to uh, transition to that, Julie. You know, we had you on um, a couple years ago when you decided to run for uh, Chanhassen City Council, and you were uh, did emerge victorious November of 2018 as a member of the Chanhassen City Council. Now you're moving on to vie for this uh, next particular office, uh, I guess the first question I have specifically, Julia, obviously you, you've grown to love the city of uh, Chanhassen in the few years you've lived in that community, obviously you're now serving the constituents of that community. Uh, what was the catalyst for uh, deciding to maybe move on from that position and move on to state Senate, Julia Coleman? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. It was not on my mind to run for higher office in 2020. And when Senator Jensen announced that he was retiring, I was actually, it was a Sunday afternoon, and I was taking a nap, as women in their third trimester tend to do on the weekends, and I woke up to a dozen or so missed calls, and everyone saying, did you see the news? You have to run. You have to run, and I at first said no. The timing isn't perfect right now. You know, I sure. can barely walk without waddling, <laughs> and um, after a couple months of talking to people, they helped me to realize that there are issues that will affect my son and children in Minnesota right now. The left is going after our rights mm-hmm. right now. And there are issues that will affect Minnesota and Carver County right now. And I will not be able to sleep at night if I stay out of the fight because the timing isn't perfect right now. And so I decided to jump in and to have a say and a hand in the future that I'm building for my son and for the next generation of Minnesotans. So obviously we know how this uh, particular process works. Senate District 47, typically each Senate district has its own uh, political operating unit. And uh, ultimately, I don't know when this will take place. You could probably answer that for our listeners. Uh, There will be an endorsement process where a candidate will be endorsed to run as the uh, Republican Party candidate. Uh, Julia, if uh, for some reason you are not uh, the endorsed candidate in SD 47, uh, would you abide by the endorsement and uh, step aside? Yeah, we are planning on abiding abiding by a fair and hard-won endorsement process. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, certainly there may be other candidates that uh, uh, get in and try to vie for the GOP nomination, and we won't name them here, Julia. If they want to uh, tout their own candidacy equal time, they're welcome to come on, but we certainly aren't going to promote at this particular point. So obviously you've seen, you pay rapt attention to what's going on in the uh, political scene, and Obviously, this last legislative session, you saw a DFL governor who was elected. Uh, the House flipped from Republican to DFL, and the Senate had a scant uh, one-seat majority. It eventually went to a 35-32 majority for the Republicans uh, once Tony Lurie uh, stepped aside to run it, uh, to be the DHS commissioner. So that being said, uh, sanity is being held together by a very scant majority in the Minnesota Senate, what particular issues are you seeing that are being bandied about that um, maybe some passions of yours, uh, if indeed you are elected and uh, go on to represent uh, SD 47 in the Senate? Absolutely. And I think part of why people are really excited about this particular campaign is because the rhetoric isn't us versus them, me versus you, Democrat versus Republican. It is here are ideas and here are the ways that I think we can make Carver County and Minnesota an even better place to live, work, and raise a family. And people are really excited to get behind that. And as I am experiencing what it's like to be a growing, suburban, young Minnesota family, those are the issues I want to tout. I want to show the next generation, which the Republican Party is losing, Mm -hmm. how conservative principles provide growing families the most opportunities to succeed. For example, our principles of low taxation put more money into your family's budget. Our principles of educational freedom, they put mom and dad back into the driver's seat when it comes to their child's education. And our principles of small government can help reinstate the in-home daycares that were practically regulated out of existence by Governor Mm -hmm. Dayton's administration. It's showing how conservative principles 
are really the best thing for Minnesota families. And it's not being divisive whatsoever. It's trying to bring people into the party and bring communities together. One thing we saw uh, during the 2018 midterm elections is kind of a, a demographic shift where a lot of the, say, outstate DFLers were uh, kind of becoming a, a, an endangered species, if not instinct, uh, extinct altogether. Uh, we saw uh, the stranglehold that uh, the DFL had on, say, congressional districts one and eight flipped to Republicans, but then in the suburbs, particularly see congressional districts two and three flipped to DFL. What we saw specifically is a lot of suburban areas, which were safe Republican seats or maybe even purplish, but still went to Republicans, now kind of making a shift toward the Democrats. You living in a suburban area, Julia, of Chanhassen, uh, is there, do you have a specific theory or are there things you're hearing that are kind of accounting for this particular shift? Oh, absolutely. When I talk to young people and young women my age, what they say is there's no one in the Republican Party talking to them. Mm. There's no one sending messages that they can relate to. And that's when I started thinking about, well, how can I sell the conservative party, the Republican Party, in ways that growing families and young people can relate to? And that seems to be resonating with a lot of people who are saying, I don't want to get into politics. I don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. But if you explain to them, well, it's never going to change unless you get involved, unless you have a say, unless you start getting your hands dirty on these issues, or not dirty, but involved into these issues, then things are never going to change. And so it's selling things in a way that they can get behind And that, I think, is going to make a big difference in the suburbs. And there should never be a seat taken for granted. For example, what happened with Dave Thompson's seat, Mm -hmm. um, half of Senate District 47 is arguably up for grabs with Greg Bowe's seat. And so that's why it's important more now than ever to put forth someone who can not only fight for our principles, but can connect with and share those principles with the voters this party needs most. I alluded to at the outset, Julie, you know, when uh, when you joined us that, you know, we go back a number of years of you appearing on this radio station. And, of course, when you first came on, you were a, a young college student or on the brink of a graduating college. But you were already uh, politically active or at least politically engaged, getting involved in different activities on campus. So going back to your time, uh, Julia, where this kind of became a passion of yours, something you were engaged in. Can you think of a specific issue or whatever that uh, kind of lit your fire, so to speak, and uh, kind of launched you on this uh, career in uh, political uh, activism and now running for political office? Yeah, absolutely. It's actually a really funny story that surprises people. When I was in college, I was pre-med, and I needed an internship that would help my application to stand out. And one of my friends at the time was interning for Governor Dayton. Mm -hmm. And that was actually my first political internship. I had no political background or thought about politics whatsoever. I was about 18 years old. And then after a couple months in his office, I quickly realized this is not the side of the aisle I should be on. This is not where I belong. And I quickly got an internship actually in the Senate Republican Caucus and working for uh, Senator Carla Nelson. And it was amazing working under a Republican woman And I believe at the time was when Senator Benson had just had a child herself and seeing a working mom in the Senate was so inspirational to me. And the issues I cared most about were freedom issues. And that's one of the many reasons I'm running is I can see the left going after our constitutional rights, our liberties, our freedoms, wanting to make government bigger and bigger. And I don't know if that's a state I want to raise my son in. And I want to have a say in how Minnesota turns out for him and for the next generation. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. And, and it's funny you bring that up. You know, Michelle Benson is a, is a friend of my wife and I, and I, I remember that specifically. I think it, it, she couldn't have, her daughter, Clara, couldn't have been a week or two old, and she's standing up at the podium at a press conference giving these very serious policy discussions while she's <laughs> cradling her daughter. I'm like, that's, <laughs> if that isn't a fantastic picture, uh, I, I don't know what is. So, yeah, I could see, definitely see how that could be an inspiration, Julia, no doubt about it. Oh, well, yes. Adam was at his first campaign event two weeks after he was born. Well, of course he was. Yeah, I mean, it's in his blood. You know, that, that's certainly understandable. But uh, again, we're joined by uh, Julia Coleman. She vying for the Republican nomination in Minnesota State Senate District 47, which is out in the uh, Carver County area. Uh, Julia, we've got about a minute or two remaining. Why don't you share with folks where they can find out a little bit more about you, uh, social media sites, what have you, and if folks even want to throw a few dollars into the uh, uh, campaign effort, uh, they can have an opportunity to do so. 
Absolutely. You can learn more about the campaign and donate at ColemanForSenate.com, and it's F-O-R, not the number four, ColemanForSenate.com. And I'm also a Julia Coleman for State Senate Facebook page, and you can also find me on Twitter under Julia E. Coleman. Fantastic. Yeah, definitely uh, follow all those uh, particular sites to uh, learn of all the campaign events that uh, Julia will be putting on in the future. Uh, always great to talk to you, young lady. Anytime you want to come back on the broadcast, tout your candidacy, you know you have an open invite, and uh, we hope to catch up with you again soon. Thanks, Brad. Talk to you soon. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the Narn, back with another segment coming up on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains and Blue Ox Heating and Air, we want to show our thanks to America's servicemen and women. That's why throughout the month of November, we're offering 20% off all installations or repairs up to $1,000 for any active military or veterans. That's in addition to offering free membership to our legendary care club. Visit our website for more info. It's our way of saying thank you for your service. Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains and Blue Ox Heating and Air, proud to support America's veterans and active military. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my parents. They had them and I got them. And not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. The staff made me feel so comfortable and the results, well, even my husband noticed. Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them, and you can trust them too. So stop hiding your legs. Vein Clinics of America accepts most major insurance plans. So call now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-606-1010. 800-606-1010. That's 800 606 As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join me every Sunday at 4 p.m. for the Victory Hour, when we will talk politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, Sunday afternoons at 4, here on The Patriot. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. Welcome back, AM 12 to The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network is me, Brad Carlson. On the headliner edition of the Narn, Sands headliner Mitch Berg out on assignment. This desert wind. Fear not. Mitch will be in tomorrow for me on the closer edition, 1 to 3 p.m. And, of course, with our friend and colleague, King Banyan, who can be heard Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. on AM 1440, The Businessman, for The King Banyan Show. We are the Northern Alliance Radio Network, dominating weekend political talk radio for 15 and a half years, going on 16 years come March. And, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And here to take your call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And by the way, uh, 
first of all, we appreciate our friend uh, Julia Coleman coming on to tout her candidacy in Senate District 47. Uh, at my blog, bradcarlson.org, in today's post promoting the show, I have linked to Julia's website. So if you want to find out more about her and throw a few dollars into the uh, uh, campaign, you're certainly welcome to do so. Uh, I know she does have an endorsement opponent. Don't remember the person's name. Doesn't really matter because if that person wants to come on and tout their own candidacy, uh, feel free. We, uh, like I say, equal time here in the Northern Alliance. Uh, we've uh, invited many DFLers, leftists over the year. I think only R.T. Ryback has ever agreed to come on. He came on Mitch's show some years ago back when he was mayor of Minneapolis, but that's been pretty much it. So uh, we welcome all comers, that is for sure. I want to continue talking uh, some local issues. Um, This next story isn't so much a local story, but it was written in the, it was an op-ed in the Pioneer Press written by someone who is uh, here locally. Let me see. It was a, uh, yeah, Jonathan Weinhagen. He is, let me find his credentials. He's president and CEO of the Minneapolis Regional Chamber and chair of the Moundsview Public School Board of Directors. And he wrote an op-ed in the Star Tribune uh, entitled, Supreme Court Must Recognize That Dreamers Make U.S. Stronger. Now, for those of you who may not be aware, currently the Supreme Court is entertaining a lawsuit where the president has President Trump has attend, attempted to overturn President Obama's executive order regarding uh, DACA, which stands for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Now, if you remember, near the end of 2014, President Obama issued an executive order saying people under a certain age, as long as they haven't committed any crimes, uh, they are allowed to stay. Uh, in the United States and have all the benefits of citizenship. And, of course, these are young people who were born to uh, folks who were here illegally. And uh, I, the, we have some smart listeners. So when you see a headline like this, Supreme Court must recognize that dreamers make U.S. stronger. And if you know anything about the case, you know that that's not the judicial branch's purview, determining uh, the essence of a law or executive or let me back up the whether the law is beneficial or not all they're concerned about is the legalese is it constitutional does it pass does it pass constitutional muster and it's pretty to me again i'm not a great legal mind i can i can never emphasize that enough whatever i'm on the show no legal beagle by any stretch of the imagination but when a president issues an executive order it's standard fair that that executive order is only valid until the say the next president comes in and they decide whether they want to roll it back or continue to allow it to stand so i'll read from this uh, op-ed piece from Jonathan Weinhagen. On Tuesday, the U.S. Supreme Court heard arguments in a monumental case that will determine the future of approximately 800,000 people in the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program. Friends, family, members, bosses, colleagues, and co-workers of many of us. Business leaders across the Minneapolis-St. Paul region have told me they support DACA on both moral and economic grounds. Eliminating DACA would disrupt the lives of thousands of people and families in our community. It would also lead to substantial economic losses. The Supreme Court should allow Dreamers the opportunity to keep strengthening the fabric of our communities and our economy. Dreamers work in nearly every sector of our economy. Research shows DACA-eligible individuals earn nearly $19.9 billion in total annual income and contribute more than or excuse me, $3 billion to federal and state taxes across the United States. After taxes, they have nearly $16.8 billion in spending power. Unfortunately, Dreamers have been in limbo since September 2017 when President Donald Trump ordered a halt to the renewal of temporary work permits for those in the DACA program. Now it's time for the Supreme Court to end the uncertainty and for all of us to work together on a long-term solution. Again, this is what is so frustrating. That's That's not their role to determine the merits of this particular law. Okay? The three co-equal branches of government, executive, legislative, judicial. The judicial role 
quite simply, is to ter- determine the legalese of a case. And in this particular case, is it is it constitutional? See, it shouldn't have even got this far. There should be nothing controversial about a president rolling back an executive order of the previous executive. There should be nothing controversial about that. You can argue whether that's wise, okay? And as Mr. Weinhagen is, is listing out here, there is several advantages for these DACA recipients to remain in the country and have these temporary work permits. Okay, well then, we need to go back to Congress and tell them, stop abdicating your responsibility and pass some meaningful legislation to allow this to stay in place. See, what the, the, the problem is, is that President Trump, you know, he was willing to renew uh, the DACA EO and in exchange have some funding for a border wall because that's what the president ran on, is building a, a stronger border fence to stop the influx of, of illegal immigration, illegal aliens coming into this country uh, from Mexico through the southern border, whether it you know, be uh, California, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, wherever. Okay, and then, of course, the president is accused of using, you know, these uh, these young, innocent people who weren't here by any choice of theirs uh, to, to uh, get a border fence. Well, okay, again, you can argue the, the merits of that, certainly, but that's not for the court to decide at all, and, and that's why it bothered me. I, I still remember... Uh, the uh, case, I believe it was uh, adjudicated two, three years ago, the case which ultimately allowed uh, public employee unions to leave their union and not have dues compelled. You know, my wife is a, a public school teacher, and she did not want to be part of her uh, of her union for her school district because the vast majority of the dues go to, cor- go to causes my wife does not support. But yet they she was under obligation to continue to pay those dues. Well, the Supreme Court ruled that public employee unions are no longer compelled to have to pay these uh, dues and be a part of an, uh, a, u- a union they don't want to be a part of, okay? Because the Constitution specifically addresses freedom of association, but it also means the freedom to not associate, to not be compelled. So I bring that up to say that one of the dissenting opinions, I forget who gave the dissenting opinion on that particular case, the Janus decision, but the, I believe it was maybe Justice Kagan, don't, don't want to get my facts incorrect, but one of the, but whoever gave the dissenting opinion said, well, these uh, public employee unions, they rely heavily on this money that comes in. If people are all of a sudden free to leave these unions, they, there may be a mass exodus, and all of a sudden they don't have the funding that they're relying upon. Wow. How is that for the legal branch of government to even take into consideration? That should have nothing to do with it. Okay? And you want to know, you, you want to wonder, and you wonder why accusations of judicial activism are put forth? It's stuff like that where you're advocating for these causes. You know, Judge Roberts did so in, in one of the Obamacare rulings where he came out and said how many people would be adversely impacted if— you know, we we overturn this law. Well, again, if the law viola, if the law doesn't pass constitutional muster, why should that even be taken into consideration? It's ridiculous. So, uh, again, this is this is I, I read through this whole op-ed, and if you want to go to the Star Tribune and read this uh, op-ed again, it's entitled "Supreme Court Must Recognize That Dreamers Make U.S. Stronger." Go ahead and read the whole thing. It's it's somewhat lengthy. Again, Jonathan Weinhagen put it together, but with all due respect to Mr. Weinhagen. Supreme Court must not recognize that Dreamers make U.S. stronger because that has nothing to do with their role in this. Their role, quite simply, does the president have the right to overturn an executive order that was put into place by the previous president? Am I missing something here? Because apparently lower courts determined that the president had no right to do that. Okay, what's your rationale behind this? And again, I'm I'm always wary, a little hesitant to glean anything from the oral arguments, but I've I've seen on Twitter that the nature and the tenant and the tone of the questions that the conservative justices of the court are asking, that it sounds like they're going to uphold President Trump's decision to overturn this executive order. It'll probably be one of these, another one of these five to four decisions. So uh, the the ruling will ultimately be uh, revealed sometime next year, I believe. But a caller wants to know 
Uh, wasn't Congress supposed to vote on DACA? Well, I know there was negotiations of, you know, it would the program would remain in place in exchange, you know, and in addition to it, part of a greater immigration reform package, not only would DACA recipients be able to stay, but that there would be funding for a border wall, and the Democrats don't want to do that. So um, I don't know if an official vote was going to be taken on it or was supposed to, but I know that that was part of an overall negotiation. So um, obviously nothing ever came to fruition. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, in for the headliner, Mitch Berg, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. OurOldNumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through, and most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family, wherever they are, and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. Here's another free offer from Lucky Station. Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's Lucky Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. Don't let the negative news and the upcoming weary winter weather wipe you out. Come into Lucky Stations and let us brighten up your day. Or at least help you see better. Mention AM1280, The Patriot, and we'll give you a free gallon of windshield wash. We'll make your day better and brighter. Lucky Station, your neighborhood store. Lucky Station is a small group of family-owned convenience stores in a world of giant national chains. They have to work harder to earn your business. Lucky Station has everything that the big-name convenience stores have. Lucky Station, the official convenience store of AM1280, The Patriot. Find them online at luckystations.com. Mention AM1280 The Patriot, and we'll give you a free gallon of windshield wash. Lucky Station, your neighborhood store, with nine Twin Cities locations to serve you. Welcome back, AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651. 651- 289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. Hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Again, Mitch out on assignment today, but he will be in for me tomorrow on the closer edition of the Northern Alliance from 1 to 3 p.m. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Uh, I have to look back at a a couple things here. Pardon me for the uh, on-air uh, production meeting, but uh, uh, I did want to weigh in on a uh, on a situation that I've been following uh, closely for um, some time now, and it has to do with the uh, Colin Kaepernick situation. Obviously, he uh, first garnered headlines back during the preseason of the 2016 
NFL season when he was taking a seat during the national anthem. That drew a lot of attention, and then eventually he decided to stand on the sidelines with his teammates but then take a knee. And Colin Kaepernick played throughout the 2016 season with the San Francisco 49ers, ultimately opted out of his contract because the 49ers were getting ready to release him. See, this is a this is a chanting point that drives me nuts. Say, well, Colin Kaepernick, you know, he shouldn't have uh, opted out of his contract with the 49ers. Well, they were going to release him. So this idea that this uh, time that he's been sitting out of football for two-plus years is his own fault uh, is not correct. So just want to get that on the record. But there was a story that came out uh, this past week where Colin Kaepernick was going to get a workout uh, that was organized by the league. In fact, Kaepernick himself tweeted about this uh, this past week saying, I'm just getting word from my representatives that the NFL league office reached out to them about a workout in Atlanta on Saturday, which is today, and I believe it's getting scheduled. It was going to start in another hour or two. Uh, I've been in shape and ready for this for three years. Can't wait to see the head coaches and GMs on Saturday. Now, there were a couple of aspects of this that kind of had me a little curious, even a little confused. None of the NFL teams were informed of this workout before Tuesday. So they're saying, okay, we're going to have a workout for Colin Kaepernick. It's going to be this Saturday. So basically, they're informing the NFL teams of this not even five, four days, four days ahead of the workout. So they have to cobble staff together, whether it's scouts, what have you. And the Kaepernick camp said, look, um, you know, I think it would be easier to do it on the league-mandated off day, which is Tuesdays. Could we maybe do it next week on Tuesday when all teams have a mandated day off? Therefore, they're free to send more personnel, coaches, what have you, down to this workout to get in front of more eyes. And the league said, nope, nope, it's got to be the Saturday. Uh, okay. Um, plus, here's an... So at the outset, this just seems hastily cobbled together. Now, the NFL under Roger Goodell's, uh, with Roger Goodell's commissioner, they've done a lot of very strange, disjointed things. And, you know, particularly, and I point to this all the time, when prior to, was it prior to this season? Maybe it was prior to last season. Don't remember which, when the NFL ruled that all teams will have to, I think it was prior to the 2018 season, all teams, you know, all players are required to stand for the national anthem. And if they don't, they don't want to stand during the national anthem, then they have to sit in the locker room, which only compounded a problem because all of a sudden, guess what? You're going to be looking for players who aren't on the sidelines at the time or watching the locker room once the national anthem is done and see which players come out of the locker room and all of a sudden it's like, hey, yeah, notice you kind of hung back during the national anthem. What gives? All right? So that was really no solution at all. So it ended, that ended up being scrapped. That, I mean, that's just one example of kind of the dysfunction of the NFL. Uh, obviously, the way they've investigated uh, off-field behavior. The Ray Rice saga was horribly bungled by the NFL in his uh, domestic violence that he had with his then fiance. The uh, situation with the uh, Kansas City running back that uh, I forget, I forget, is it was it was uh, who was the running back for Kansas City that uh, uh, was caught on video of uh, uh, hitting a woman in the hallway of, of, of some apartment building? Was it Kareem Hunt? I don't want to get the I don't want to get the um, the name wrong. Uh, I, I don't yeah I don't don't exactly recall I think it was I think it was, I thought it was Cream Hunt. Um, let me see. Yeah yeah it was Cream Hunt. Yeah because it was November of 2018 when TMZ released a video of him involved in an altercation with a woman in a hotel from the previous February. And as it turned out, the NFL never even questioned him directly about it. And this allegation was hanging out there. So my point is, is the NFL has just been seem to be a modicum of dysfunction under Goodell's rule, under Goodell's rule as commissioner. So my thing is, is that you have all of these NFL teams, and as of, I think as of this morning, there were about representatives from 12 different NFL teams who were going to be present for Kaepernick's workout. And so after the workout, and if they see that he's still in good football shape, that he's still able to do all things uh, that, a, a a good quarterback can do 
you know, he may get a contract offer. Now, I'll just say this. In the two and a half years since Kaepernick has last played an NFL game, there have been just some absolute disasters under center at, as an NFL quarterback. You know, it, it made no sense to me. Some of these guys that they have trotted out there that are complete, are not ready to be a pro quarterback, okay, but they're thrust into the position because of, you know, injury. And Colin Kaepernick has never said he would not accept a role as a backup. I'll, I'll say it right now, as a Vikings fan, I, I, I said at the beginning of the 2017 season, I would take Kaepernick in a heartbeat as a backup quarterback to Sam Bradford. Now, this is before Case Keenum came in and led the Vikings on that unbelievable run to the NFC Championship game. But still, I absolutely would have. Now, do I disagree with Kaepernick and his and and his uh, far left politics? You know, sympathy sympathy toward Castro's uh, to the Fidel Castro regime, all that. Of course, I do, and I would never kneel during the national anthem. Okay, but I I'm not really interested. In, in demanding that somebody stand during the national anthem. Okay, and this isn't a free speech issue, okay? If an organization like an NFL team says you are to stand during the national anthem or you don't play for us, they're well within their rights to do that because they're not a government entity. So this idea of, oh, free speech, First Amendment, doesn't apply here. Okay, so don't be dumb, right? So, but on the other hand, I don't believe teams should be compelled to sign Kaepernick. That was the implication from a lot of these progressive sports writers who were just you know, indignant and virtue signaling over the fact Colin Kaepernick couldn't get a job. Is that teams should almost, they, they stopped short of saying that, but the implication was there. You know, and at the end of the day, teams decide whether they want Kaepernick and whether they want to endure the public relations uh, hit that they would take from some of their some in their fan base. But this idea that Kaepernick has never got a, so much as a workout in two and a half years is is inexplicable to me. I, I just is he that toxic that you can't give him a workout? Well now all of a sudden the league puts together this this workout that he can have in front of a bunch of teams. And here's the here's the thing that's going to be real curious. What if there's a bidding war over his services all of a sudden? To which I would say, well, what were you doing for two and a half years? Why didn't you at least bring him in for a private workout to see what he could do? Then you could say, you know what? We, we saw it worked out. It doesn't, I don't think it'll fit in our system. Then you could just say, on based on performance, we don't think he'd be a good fit. But then, of course, the comeback would be, well, look at some of the stiffs you have on your roster's quarterback. You're telling me Colin Kaepernick isn't better than any of those? No, I, I find that difficult to believe. But uh, Ed Morrissey, Northern Alliance Radio Network alum, and a football fan himself, uh, he came up with an interesting theory as to why the uh, uh, NFL orchestrated event, this event to get teams to show up. Again, this is at MorrisseyHotAir.com. One possible explanation exists for this, including the strange scheduling, the demand for a combine in the middle of the season, and the unprovoked outreach, which is the NFL needs someone to hire Kaepernick as soon as possible for whatever reason. It might not be a lawsuit, but it could have to do with its player relations. Kaepernick had a lot of friends in this league and supporters who have mainly quieted down and stopped embarrassing the league, and they may be making it clear that they expect some payback now for their cooperation. Plus, the league and NFL Players Association will shortly begin working on a new collective bargaining agreement, and an unemployed Kaepernick might make that a lot more difficult. Now, that's an interesting theory, and I hadn't thought of that, but... It, it may make some sense, uh, particularly, you know, Ed alluded to a Washington Post story about Michael Bennett, defensive end. He was uh, uh, he was a guy who knelt during the national anthem when he was with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and one is was one of the uh, more high profile faces out there um, trying to bring attention to uh, issues surrounding police brutality in the black communities. And Michael Bennett, who signed with the Cowboys and, you know, owned by Jerry Jones, who has said no player who plays for the Cowboys will kneel during the national anthem. And Michael Bennett, since he joined the Cowboys, has not knelt during the national anthem. And, of course, people say, oh, okay, so you uh, acquiesce to Jerry Jones's directive that you're not going to kneel during the national anthem. And, and Michael Bennett says, no, no, I never, never had a discussion with him about it. Okay? So from that... Ed gleans that, you know, perhaps there's some sort of agreement that Bennett will 
stay standing during the national anthem if there's a concerted effort to get Kaepernick signed. Uh, but I think it's more a situation in the NFL just trying to absolve itself of this issue once and for all. Because if Kaepernick remains unsigned after this workout, the league can say they made a concerted effort to showcase him, but at the end of the day, cannot legally compel teams to make a contract offer. But again, the planning of this event seems so disjointed, and you certainly can't blame some current and former players for dismissing this as little more than a public relations stunt. Uh, Ryan Clark and Desmond Howard, two former players who appeared on ESPN's morning show uh, Get Up this past week, said that very thing. They said, well, this just smells like a PR stunt, like the NFL is trying to say, ah, see, we we organized an event for Colin Kaepernick and everything, but teams didn't want to sign him. How's that our fault? You know, that's up to them. That's under their purview, not ours. And so I don't blame current and former players for, for thinking that. But at the end of the day, it's difficult for me to believe that not a single one of the 32 NFL clubs has a need for a quarterback like Kaepernick. You know, I mean, given the caliber of talent, like you said, that's been trotted out there on the field since you know Kaepernick last played an NFL game at the end of 2016, uh, I'm quite confident that Cap, at the very least, can exceed what quarterbacks have put forth in that time frame. And I haven't even seen the guy work out. But from what I understand, he's been getting up at 530 in the morning every day of the week for two-plus years, staying in shape, ready to go. So, uh, you know, again, I, I hope someone does sign him. And I, and I and I hope that that he does succeed. And I'll just I'll I know we are uh, coming up to break, so I'll just uh, I'll try to finish up here. But there was an article written at the Undefeated, and uh, uh, Bill Roden he used to uh, I think he still writes for the New York Times, but he has a quote where he says Colin Kaepernick is far more significant off the field and out of uniform than he'd be cl- carrying a clipboard as a backup. Which brings us back to why is Kaepernick willing to go through the potential sham of a tryout? Um, here's a novel concept. Maybe the guy wants to play football. Maybe he actually loves a game and wants to get out there in the field of competition. And the anecdote I always bring up, Ben Utech, a guy that I've gotten to know over the past six, seven years, and is a friend of the show, has come on this show several times, and I've seen him out and about, and I consider him a friend. You know, he's former tight end with the Indianapolis Colts, including the world championship team of uh, Super Bowl Forty One. Had his career end in 2008-2009 time frame when he was with the Cincinnati Bengals because he suffered a concussion in practice. But a few years later, when he saw his former teammate Peyton Manning come back after a year off and play at a high level, even though Ben Utech was still having adverse effects from his concussion, he was actually got the competitive bug to maybe think about making a comeback. He ultimately did not. But my point is, is those competitive juices never stop flowing despite the adverse circumstances that led to your exit from the league. So this idea that people are going to denigrate Colin Kaepernick for willing to be a backup in a team, maybe the guy just wants an opportunity to get on the field again and play football. Because at the end of the day, he was a good football player for a few years. He certainly regressed 2015-2016 from what he had been when he led the 49ers the Super Bowl after the 2012 season. But this idea that you're going to say he can't be a quarterback and still be an effective advocate for progressive causes off the field, I think is a uh, is a bit condescending. So uh, I'm all for this, and I hope he gets a job. I really do. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, filling in for the headliner, Mitch Berg and the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-424-9446. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-424-9446. 
Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. 1-800-424-9446. 1-800-424-9446. Whether you love it or you hate it, winter is coming. And it usually doesn't call ahead to let you know. That's why this is the perfect time for standard heating and air conditioning to don't wait for winter sale, where you can save at least $1,270 on a new high-efficiency furnace. It's supposed to be an especially cold and snowy winter this year, but you and your family can enjoy reliable, toasty comfort all season long. In addition to saving $1,270, your new high-efficiency furnace can also help you save on utility costs. So you can take comfort in knowing that Standard has been serving the Twin Cities since 1930 and that Standard's neat certified technicians will get the job done right and right away. So don't wait for winter or wait too long. This sale ends November 30th. Learn how you can save $1,270 on your new furnace at standardheating.com slash patriot. That's standardheating.com slash patriot. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Comfort you deserve. Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Rack Shack Barbecue, Does anybody else think of when Trump trolled the Bidens whenever they hear this song? <laughs> if, you know, if you know what I'm talking about, uh, President Trump put out a tweet with this uh, video of Nickelback singing Photograph and holding up uh, Joe and Hunter Biden playing, with, playing golf with some Ukrainians. Look at this photograph! Oh. We have a troller in chief. Hey, hey, welcome back. Hey, I'm 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, one final segment on the broadcast. Me, Brad Carlson, having filled in for the headliner, Mitch Berg, who will be in for me tomorrow on AM 1280 from 1 to 3. And we know Mitch will always have a power-packed show in store for you. So I hope you can tune in. And also feel free to tune in Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's the King Banyan Show, the Upper Midwest, dare I say the country's top show on economics. Always fantastic stuff from our uh, friend King Banyan, who recently surpassed his 10th anniversary uh, hosting a show on our Wall Street Business Network affiliate. So uh, great to have King still in the fold as well. I do want to get to this story real quick. Uh, It was in the Pioneer Press. uh, Absolutely stunning, shocking. Don't really have a lot of words to convey the uh, shock and borderline horror of reading this story. Uh, County officials in Minneapolis say they will pay for additional help to examine about 1,700 rape kits that have never been tested, some of which date back 30 years. The city announced Friday it discovered the untested kits in July when the department was doing an inventory. Deputy Police Chief Eric Fors estimates it will likely take two years to get them tested. Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman says the county will fund an additional DNA analyst position at the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension to help speed up the process. Freeman says victims who have questions should contact uh, Vernona Boswell, the county's sexual assault victim advocate. The number revealed Friday is nearly nine times more than the 194 tested, untested kits the city disclosed it had in 2015. I wow! I I was taught on my Narn show preview that I do on Facebook Live on our Northern Alliance Red Network Facebook page. I didn't have a lot of words that I could convey, and I still am hard. I am still hard pressed to come up with some words right now. You you want to wonder why 
Uh, you know, it's hard enough for victims to come forward after a sexual assault and share their story. You know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate we see a lot of victims who are, you know, in this Me Too era. The one, one of the positive aspects about it in a, in a, uh, a movement that's been hijacked by some uh, nefarious elements, I'll just say that. But the one positive aspect of Me Too is that a lot of women have come forward and have shared their stories and are trying to be there for other women to encourage them that, hey, you can come forward. You will have a support system. Okay, we will listen to you. All right. But now, if any women who are a victim of a sexual assault sees this, that, you know, the evidence that is taken from them after this, it's not even tested. Well, how is that going to help the cause? This is just stunning, shocking, utter incompetence. 30 years? 1,700 kids? That, I, I can't believe it. How does that happen? This is just absolutely stunning to me. But good news is Minneapolis, you know, they've got extra bike lanes and, you know, more tracks down for light rail and focusing on making sure uh, convenience stores uh, aren't selling cigarettes to anybody under 21 years of age and they have to stock uh, vegetables that no one goes to a convenience store to buy. And be sure to get rid of drive throughs at, at pharmacies so that uh, – Cars aren't running in the drive-thru and therefore destroying the environment and making sure that there are no more single-family homes built within the Minneapolis city limits. They, they, you know, thankfully, they're, they're focusing on those issues. Thankfully, they got that stuff in place. You know, Too much time, I guess, to, to tend to 1,700 rape kits. That, that's just outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. And again, I, I, I don't mean to sound flip regarding this, but what the city has considered priority over the past several years, and then you hear stuff like this. I'm not saying they're related. I'm not saying because of these uh, draconian policies that the Minneapolis City Council is putting in place that resulted in this, but it sure as heck hasn't helped with the cause either. So let's hope this gets cleaned up in the next time we hear a report because there's going to be a, there should be a demand for transparency on how they're progressing and getting this cleaned up. Let's hope it's a lot, lot better. That's all I can really say about it. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks, Mitch listeners, for allowing me to fill in. God bless you all. God bless America. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. They really appreciate what she's done as a sister as well as a soldier and, you know, supporting their country. Our parents, they're really supportive that all five of us would join. Family members that are soldiers in the Army National Guard inspire and influence, setting a path for others. It's validating knowing that, you know, I kind of did my part to make sure this is what they actually wanted and that they feel the same way I do. I'm really proud that we get to help shape the future. And I know that my sisters are going to be amazing soldiers. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share in. A lot of pride. And they're just out there doing something every day and then serving their country as well. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my parents. They had them and I got them. And not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. The staff made me feel so comfortable and the results, well, even my husband noticed. Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them, and you can trust them too. So stop hiding your legs. Vein Clinics of America accepts most major insurance plans. So call now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-606-1010. 800-606-1010. That's 800-606-1010. 
paid, non-attorney spokesperson. Fears Nachiwadi with Principal Office in Dallas, Texas is responsible for the content of this ad. This is an urgent message for anyone exposed to the herbicide Roundup and diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. The World Health Organization has designated Roundup weed killer as a probable human carcinogen. If you've come in contact with Roundup and have been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, you may be entitled to compensation. A free consultation is now available to discuss your options and help you understand your legal rights and actions. Call 800-948-1659. Roundup is the most widely used herbicide in the United States, and a California jury recently awarded $289 million to a landscaper who claimed Roundup gave him cancer. But time is limited to file a claim. If you worked with Roundup Weed Killer and have been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, call the Roundup Legal Helpline now. You could be entitled to significant compensation. Call 800-948-1659. That's 800-948-1659. 800-948-1659. AM 1280, The Patriot, is 